So I want to share with you this morning my devotions. And I don't really... We're moving this month from Missions Month and we're transitioning this week over to next month, which is um, in the world, we call it Movember. And so we decided we were going to stick with that. We were going to go Movember, which is Mental Health November, where we focus on mental health. Mental health is such a problem for so many people with anxiety, depression, stress, all the different disorders and problems that we can face. And so I want to kind of try and lay a foundation this week. And then we've got a couple of guest ministers over the next few weeks who are going to come and share. But this week, this is out of my devotion. This is a simple message that comes straight from my heart, hopefully to the house and to your heart. It's a message from just my devotions. When I'm sitting down and I'm talking to the Lord in the morning and I love doing devotions and I say consistently from the platform, if the Word's reading, it's worth reading slowly. Slow it down. And so I was reading my scripture the other day and I was looking in the Gospel of Matthew and and I was reading through Matthew chapter 6, but particularly I got to verse 33. And for those who maybe know Matthew 6, 33, you're like already there and you're like, man, this is so cool because the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of heaven and His righteousness and all these things, all what things? All these things that people are stressed about, all these things people are anxious about, all these things people are worried about, all the things in life, if you would seek first the kingdom of heaven and His righteousness, all, everyone say all. All these things will be added to you. And I'm like, yeah, I know that verse. And then you get that little gentle tap. Anyone had that tap? Where God says, do you actually know it? Do you actually know that verse? I don't mean can you recite the verse. I don't mean can you remember and retain it. I don't mean can you regurgitate it and look cool. I mean, do you know the verse? Seek first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and all these things, all the things that the Gentiles are worried and concerned and consumed with, all the things that the world get worried and concerned and consumed with, all these things will be added. All these things will turn out okay. In fact, this very next verse, which isn't going to be up, but the very next verse says, don't worry about tomorrow for sufficient unto tomorrow are the worries thereof. Just, just concentrate on the here and the now. And we've talked about this in the past in church and we've said, you know, so many people live in the past and they're worried about their past and Jesus wants to say to you today, I've forgiven the past. And other people live in the future. You know, they, they catastrophize. They, they live in this fear and this anxious moment of, well, what if this happens? And what if my kids do this? And what if my marriage doesn't? What if the business doesn't work? And God wants to invite you into a space here in the present. And He wants to invite us into something today. And we're going to read this scripture and I'm just going to share with you my devotion. This, you know, if you're waiting for some pearls of incredible wisdom to drip from my lips, they're probably not coming. It's like, it's like God's been saying, guys, it's not new. It's been there for a couple of thousand years now. The problem is you're really good at remembering it and reciting it. And we're very poor sometimes at living it. Well, at least that's what I felt him saying to my spirit. And if he said it to me, and I get to have the microphone, perhaps today he can say it to you. How's that? Is that good? So why don't we open in prayer. And Father God, I want to thank you this morning for the word that you've delivered to my spirit. God, please don't let me just remember it and recite it, but let me live it. 
Father, would you let it become a revelation that I live out of and not just remember and recite? And Father, today, not only for me, but as I bring this word, would you let it become a revelation in the hearts and the lives of all the people here? For those who are worried, anxious, stressed, or those who are just looking to a brighter future and looking for the moment to be blessed. Father, would you let this scripture speak to them this morning in the precious name of Jesus Christ. And all the saints said, Amen. Amen. The verse simply says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And so I decided when I was doing my devotions that I would just stop and do a quick word search and look at each word. I don't know if you've ever had that, but there's a little app called eSword. It's free. It's available for everybody. And you get on eSword and then there's a little part in there that says you can download the King James Plus version of the Bible. And the plus just means it has a strong concordance numbers assigned to it. When you click on them, it opens it up and it tells you where else this word was used and it tells you what this word may mean. It tells you that it unpacks the word a little bit. When we say the word seek and we go, yeah, okay, yeah, seek first, you know, we can recite it. And if I said to you, what does it mean to seek something? We'd all kind of have some concept of what it means to seek. Wouldn't we put your hand up if you know what seek means? But today I'm going to slow it down a little bit more and we're going to put the word up seek... Look at that. Thank you, Beck. You're amazing. We're going to put the word up, seek, and, and we're going to just look at it a little bit. If you were to do the word search on seek, you would find 56, 58 different verses throughout the Scriptures where that exact word came up. I'm going to give you a couple of them. One of the words where it came up was simply in Matthew 18, 12. It says where they looked for the lost sheep. We, we're talking about the parable of the lost sheep. And the farmer gets up, he sees that he's got 99 and there's one missing. So he goes and looks for the one lost sheep. He seeks the lost sheep. That's the word. The other scripture is found in Matthew 13, 45, like the man who's looking for pearls, looking for a valued treasure. If you knew there was treasure, you remember those people in the gold rush days where they would leave their country, where they would leave their family, where they would leave their friends, where they would leave the familiar because they, they knew that there was gold in them, their hills. And they would give everything to go and find the gold. And in this scripture, he's talking about a pearl of great price. And the man who gave everything, sold everything so he could buy the field, so he could get the pearl of great price. It's the same word, it's seek. My favourite one was Luke 2.48. The parents sought to search out Jesus when he had been left behind. You remember the story? If you don't, let me share it with you. Jesus' family go into Jerusalem. They're travelling. They're having a wonderful time. And then they all gather with all their family, with all their friends, with all their relatives. They're leaving Jerusalem to go back to Bethlehem. And they've been travelling for a day. And it gets to the end of the day and, and then Joseph looks at Mary and says, where's, where's Jesus? And Mary looks at Joseph and says, I thought he was with you. And Joseph looks at Mary and Mary looks at Joseph. If you've ever lost a child, put your hand up. Wow, there are quite a lot of us. We are in the same boat. I noticed Jamie and Lisa put all their hands up. You know, they've, they've done it so many times now, it's like commonplace for them. But there was this time for me, there was this time when my wife and I took my beautiful daughter, Rebecca, and we went to the Grand Plaza. 
And we're going through the Grand Plaza. It's a wonderful morning. And, and then we're walking and I said, okay, we're going to go from, from the one end of the Grand Plaza. It's not that big to the other end of the Grand Plaza. We're going to get something to eat. And, and so Elise is walking in front and I'm walking along and we get there and Elise looks at me and I look at her. And she looks at me and I look at her. She looks at me and I look at her. And there's somebody missing. And she's looking at me and I'm looking at her. And we're doing that, you know, I thought she was with you. And I said, I thought I told her to follow you. And she's like, I thought I was with you. You know, one of those moments. And, and you know, in the moment, you, you have that little bit of a, an anxious feeling, you know, like a, that moment starts to prolong out though, doesn't it? And it becomes, it becomes this consuming dread that your wife really will kill you if you don't find this child. <laughs> but the love of your child causes you to seek out the child. The, the, this is the same word. Oh, I don't know if anybody's ever had that experience and kind of thought, ah, oh, look, you know, we'll just go look for a later. Let's have something to eat first. <laughs> she'll be fine. Look, she'll probably wash up on a shore somewhere. It's fine. You know? Let's get something to eat because I'm... Everything goes on hold, doesn't it? When you turn around, you know your child's been left behind. Everything stops. In fact, it feels like the whole world moves into slow motion as fear begins to grip you. As man, the, the most precious thing ever has now eluded me and I don't know what to do. I'm not even scared about my wife anymore. I'm scared that I may never find my daughter. And just really briefly, at that time, it was just shortly after there'd been an incident with, with a young child in Perth where the person had been hurt in a bad way and, and, and they'd been taken into a handicap or a disabled toilet. And, and I'm telling you, I started walking up and down the Grand Plaza and I'm looking and I'm ducking into shops and I'm looking. I started walking into bathrooms. I'm like walking, opening doors like, Becky, are you in here? Becky, are you in here? I'm literally starting to feel, I am not just having a casual look. <coughs> 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 Because to seek something isn't just to have a casual glance. It's to fervently begin to look. To seek is intentional. It's not an accident. No one wakes up and goes, I'm going to start seeking the kingdom of God by accident. They wake up and they are intentional about seeking the kingdom of God. That's the Word, that's what Jesus is trying to impress upon His disciples. Can I say that's what He's trying to impress upon us? That seeking Him and seeking the Kingdom of God doesn't happen by accident. Seeking Him happens on purpose. To seek is intentional. To seek is imperative. It's imperative. I've even got the meaning of imperative, but I'd have to go to my notes and look it through. Imperative is of vital importance. It's not just a suggestion, it's a command. It's an imperative. He's pushed power into saying it. It's like, you need to stop what you're doing and seek the kingdom of God. Don't let anything, anything else consume you. Don't let anything else get in your mind's way. Don't let anything else stop you. You should be seeking the kingdom of God. That's how you seek something that's valuable, isn't it? That's how you seek something that's been lost that you're finding precious. That's how we sought back. That's how Jesus' parents looked for Him. 
and found Him in the temple three days later, but they were looking for Him intentionally. They were looking for Him as an imperative and to seek His intensive. It's so passionately. It's passionate. I'm not just kind of, you know, when I get round to it, I'm going to give a concentrated on a singular object kind of look. We did not have lunch first. I do remember the moment when we heard over the loudspeaker, we were going up and down. You know, I've got to be honest, I was like, I don't know whether anybody else has the crazy thoughts, but I have the crazy thoughts. And after about 20 minutes of looking for my daughter, I'm literally imagining myself kicking, over, kicking open handicapped toilets to make sure she's not in there. I know, it was very bad. Thankfully, we heard over the loudspeaker that she'd been found. And we got to there and you that? Oh, man. That release, that peace that comes over you. It's like, wow. Thank God she's being found. That, that's not quite what I said. The poor little lady who found her said, you know, it's okay, she's safe. You know, she's not upset. I said, she will be in a minute. <laughs> but that was just a venting of my flesh. We can move past that, you know. <laughs> did she say moving on? Where's my daughter? What, what did you say, sweetheart? I missed you. I love you. And, and so here she is, and she's, you know, 22 years old, and she still survived her troubled children years when, when dad and mum would lose her in the middle of shopping centres. Mainly mum, to be honest, mainly mum. But I thought she was moving on. Does that help unpack seek a little bit? <laughs> we recite it, don't we? We're like, oh, yeah, seek, yeah, yeah, seek. Seek the kingdom of heaven. Okay, yep, got Gotcha. But how many people have seen it with such, such passion, such intensity? So this is the most valuable thing you will ever do. This is what you're supposed to do. What's the next word? Just in case you weren't sure there was enough power and passion on it. The next word is what? For seek first. Seek first. Can we go to the next slide? First in time, first in place, first in order of importance. Seek first, first in time, seek first. We didn't have lunch first. First in place, you know, like when the kid comes first in a race, that's what first means. They came first in the race. So they were placed in front of everything and everyone else, they came first. First in priority, it sits at the very top of your ladder. It is the only thing that you are consumed with and the only thing you're interested in, the only thing you want to find. That's what Jesus is saying, seek First, everyone say first. first. Seek first. First. Seek first the kingdom of heaven. Seek it first. Not second, not third, not, not when you get around to it. But seek first with a fervent desire that you may just not find it. That what is incredibly precious may slip past you without you ever having noticed it. Seek it first. I know, I know, it's like, because, and I'm reading it, it's like, yeah, yeah, Phil, we've all heard it. No, we haven't. I hadn't heard it. I hadn't heard it with this passion. I hadn't heard it the way Jesus wanted me to get it, that we were to seek it first, not second, not third, not when we feel like it, but right now, right now, in any moment. Now, now, what are we supposed to be seeking now? Now, right now, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, now, we're supposed to seek it now, 
now. Seek first. Seek first. Can everyone say first again? That just gives me time to find my notes. Seek first. Finding what is something valuable and precious. The cool story I've got is my brother, so I'm going to not pick on my family anymore. I'll just pick on Jamie. My brother was given a, a wedding gift, a wedding gift from mum and dad. He was given, you know, some money in an envelope and a sizable amount of money. Not like retire on money, but, you know, decent money. And Jamie was about to go on his honeymoon. He thought, I'm going to do the smart thing. I'm going to hide the money because I don't want to take it in my wallet on the honeymoon. So I'm going to hide it. I think he was hiding it from his wife, but he hid it. <laughs> and then, and then his new wife and the mother-in-law, everyone say mother-in-law. They decided to clean. And so Jamie... <laughs> so you know those, you know those nice scented drawer liners made of paper? You know those ones? Well, Jamie had decided he's going to do something really smart. He's going to chuck the money under there. He doesn't do it there anymore, so don't bother going and looking at his house for it, okay? But anyway. So he decided he was going to put the money, he was going to hide the envelope under the drawer liner. And then he got busy and they moved into this house and Jenny and Lisa went through and they're like, these drawer liners are disgusting and old. And even though they smell wonderful and fresh and new, we're throwing them out. No, I added that bit in. But anyway, so they grabbed these drawer liners and they just scrunched them up, threw them in the bag. Scrunched them up, threw them in the bag. You get the picture. Everyone say, scrunched them up. Threw them in the bag. And Jamie's not real smart. We know that. But it took him a while. Stop. Stop. <clears throat> so later, later that afternoon, it dawns on Jamie that... We can just blame the mother-in-law there. So anyway, it dawns on Jamie that all the drawer liners have been scrunched up and put in a bag. And the bag has been taken to the tip. Yeah. And so Jamie says, beautiful bride who I love and give my all for. And Lisa says, yes. He says, where did you put the envelope? And Lisa says, what envelope? And Jamie says the envelope with a few thousand dollars in it or however much there was, because I don't know, because mum and dad don't tell me how much to give to him because it's <laughs> normally more than I get. But anyway, <laughs> so he's, he probably got 10. I probably got $100 in a shoe. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I got a new shoe lot. Moving on. So, so they, where'd you put the envelope? She's like, what, what envelope? And all of a sudden that feeling, right? That sinking feeling. Oh my gosh. So did Jamie get up the next morning and seek the envelope after breakfast? Do you think Jamie got up the next morning and thought, oh, you know, let's see what's on the news and I'll just scroll through Facebook for a while and then we'll see, see if we've got any time. We might duck down, just see if there's anything. No, because this thing's valuable. This thing's precious. This thing not only has sentimentality, but it's worth something. And so Jamie gets up in the morning, he gets dressed, he gets down there before the dump can open. And he gets down there and the gates are opening and he's like, oh, he's putting his boots on. He's like, I've got to get down on the tip face. And you're not allowed to do that anymore. It's not like when we grew up in Jimboom where you could go and hoard and, you know, rummage through rubbish and find really cool stuff. <laughs> Apparently that's illegal now. But, <clears throat> so the guy at the tip, he's like, oh, you can't go down there. And <laughs> Jamie's like, mate, 
you are either going to have to physically restrain me or call the police. I am 100% going down there. Why? Because there was something precious down there. Because there was something valuable. Because he could imagine something that had been given to him that was worth something would be lost forever. So he was seeking it first. Seek. You know, it's like Jesus uses this language to deliberately convey how important it is to seek first the kingdom of God. Can we go to the next one? Um, wow, I'm going to have to hurry, aren't I? Is that what you're doing? Joe, by the way, end of the story. By the, yeah, yeah, good job. End of the story, just so you all know. Jamie found it. But can I just say this? He didn't care if he was inconvenienced. He didn't care if he had to dig through rubbish. He didn't care if that was somebody else's yesterday's rubbish. He didn't care if it was food scraps. He knew that what he was looking for was incredibly valuable. How much did they give you? Anyway, <laughs> moving on really quickly. Jesus says to you and to why. Don't, don't just recite the scripture, but live this. He said, you know, as he's finishing, he said, seek first the kingdom of heaven, his righteousness, and all, all these other things, all the things that you're stressed, all the things that you're worried about, all the things that you're anxious about, all of those things will actually just be added. They'll come to pass. It will work out okay if, everyone say if, if you seek first. I'm going to jump into this one really quickly, the kingdom. What's the kingdom? Next slide, please. It says the kingdom. It's a king's domain. It's where the king exercises his rule and dominion. That's a kingdom. It's a conjunctive word, king's domain, king's rule. It's where a king comes to exercise his rule. But the next one is, it's a region, a country, a realm governed by the king. Everyone say a region, a country. A realm. I love that word. I don't know about you, but this is why I like to dig a little bit because when I'm reading it through, I think of a region, I think of a country and I think of a geographic location. I think of a geographic location where some king has a dominion and a rule. But Jesus says it's, it's his realm. What's that, why is that so cool? Because there's a natural realm and a spiritual realm. Why is that so cool? Because... Because the natural realm is here because we're all here. And we don't got to go there to find his presence. Because the spiritual realm is also here. It's wherever the king's dominion and domain is exercised. It's wherever his righteous rules and judgments and decrees are given and lived. Are you... We don't got to go there. If it was a country or a region, we'd have to be somewhere geographically different. But it's a realm. It's a spiritual realm. And that spiritual realm is available right here and right now. That spiritual realm is available for each and every one of us. The king's realm is available right here and right now. I'm going to ask the worship team to come and just get ready, but I'm going to ask you the question this morning. When was the last time you spent time in his realm? 
When was the last time you experienced his presence? It's because I've talked to so many people over the last few weeks. I've talked to people who are in sick beds and doing really unwell. And so we're praying for them physically. I've talked to people who are looking for life partners. I've talked to people who are searching for better jobs. And in all of those instances, this scripture keeps resonating out. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first his realm. Seek first his dominion and domain. Seek first his judgments and authorities. Seek first his presence above everything else. Seek him. You're not seeking to be healed because the minute you start seeking healing, you're seeking something other than Him. But when you get Him, healing's there. You're not seeking for prosperity because if you're seeking for prosperity, I just need more money or more finances. But when you're seeking that, you're missing it. But when you seek Him, everything's there. Everything's there in His presence. And Jesus is telling His disciples, please seek that. Please stop seeking money or or what clothes will make you look cool today or or what job you're going to have or what life partner you're going to get. But right now, can we just stop this morning? Can we pause? Can we bring it back in and go, God, I, I just need to seek You. God, Your presence must consume every other thought and every other idea, every other dream, every other desire. God, I'm here this morning. I'm not seeking, you ready? I'm not seeking for the church to grow so that I can look good. I'm seeking for His presence to be experienced by each and every person. Why? Because when we experience that, the outflowing of that is church will grow. I'm not seeking money. I don't need more money. You don't need more money. I know some of you are thinking, yes, I do. You don't. No, no. You don't need any more money. You could have more money and more money and more money. And Jesus says, that's the deceitfulness of riches. You could work harder and harder and harder and get more and more money and still miss the most precious thing. You don't need a life partner. You need the presence of God and the life partner will come. You need more money. You need the presence of God and finances will come. You don't need healing. You're like, yes, I do. I'm sick. No. You need the King to manifest His realm right where you are. You need the King to manifest His realm right where you are. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We hope you enjoyed the service. We are praying for you and we will see you next week.